Didn't think I'd come this far At some point I stopped counting The minutes, the days, the months Everything blurred so softly I think I see the clearing. Ooh, just stop ahead a little. More ways to go. It's almost the end. Made it this far, just round the bend. Ooh, I think I see the. So clearing. tomorrow is the new moon in Aquarius. That's exciting. What you about tell me? New moons typically mean Everything like intention setting full moons are typically like letting go releasing you know this yeah. yeah so um it's tomorrow and so for me my full moon work i will do either day before day of or day after depending mm -hmm. on just timing right it's like tomorrow yeah. is a weekend roger's running around like a maniac probably won't have a lot of time to be doing anything but i am going to meet some girlfriends my my witch friends i call them and we're oh. going to talk about our intentions and um what we want to call in so yeah um what what's your usual practice for like a new moon um honestly nothing i usually just do my like journaling and stuff like that yeah. the new moon I didn't even know that it's a new moon or anything like that like I usually usually kind of like just see that it's a full moon and I just kind of do journaling kind of like what I want let go of the old cycle bring in some things that I want for the new cycle but nothing really I'm not you know you are the expert in this field I'm like learning everything I know from you so <laughs> well so that's journaling is great right like that's a really good way you probably get a lot of messages from your guides you probably get a lot of downloads and things like that um sometimes what i do is i'll do a short meditation and i'll pull some cards to see what my guides have to say um but for and i should in good practice probably do that every time but what, what i was thinking right now is that um, I've, I've been thinking a lot about new intentions just because it's been the new year yeah. and I've been feeling a lot of resistance to making like new year's resolutions or to be doing like big goals and things like that. And I think partly it was because, you know, we started this new year, um, with Mercury in retrograde with Mars in retrograde, March has been in retrograde since the end of October. And that's the planet of like taking action. And so I've really been when we first started the year feeling like, um, really not wanting to take action, really not wanting to do anything. And also just with like the Christmas break and Roger being sick so much, it just yeah. was like, blah. Um, yeah. but then I felt a dramatic shift when Mars went direct. That was last week. Like, it was like, I woke up a different person and I just felt like, okay, now I feel like I want to do things. And then Mercury went direct this week. We're probably still in the shadow. Um, but again, I, I got like all these downloads and all these ideas and all these things that I want to do. And so um, I started thinking about what, um, so this, this actual new moon for me is bigger than just the new moon in Aquarius. For me, it's like really what intentions do I want to set for the year? And they're not like big, crazy goals. It's more of like, 
um, a stripping away. So just continuing to be doing what I've been doing for the last couple of years and understanding my own layers, my own traumas, my own things holding me back. And um, my intentions are actually around like making mistakes, being really right. bad at things, being yeah. a beginner and being okay with yeah. it, yeah, being yeah, bad yeah. and doing it anyways, and not yeah. taking myself so seriously. And what I'm hoping to create more of is a lot more joy, a lot more play mm-hmm. and um, something that I was realizing. And I had mentioned this to you mm-hmm. over text. I, I, you had said something like, oh, I like your videos and how you're showing up on Instagram. Ditto, by the way. But um, I and I said, well, I get depressed when I don't show up. And it's so true. And I was thinking about this um dichotomy between okay my soul and my authenticity and you know my spark it wants to be seen and it wants to express and it wants to create and write and speak and do all these things but my ego and my personality and my conditioning does not want anything to do with any of that (laughs) because it's too scary because that because I'll fail because I'll fail publicly because it's just too hard right and So when I listen to that ego voice and that layer, I get depressed because I'm not expressing my soul. And so my intentions being this year that I want to make mistakes, I want to show up, I want to really cultivate that beginner mindset and be okay with all of it. And I know that I'll grow and learn so much. That's in alignment with my soul. Doesn't mean it's going to be fun. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean that. I'm not going to want to do it on some level. Right. So that's what I'm sort of, that's what I've been circling around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because I've been, I've been playing around with the same kind of ideas and, and the, the questions of, well, how does this look like, right? Like how does this showing up for Mm -hmm. your own intentions and your goals and whatever you want to call it it's pretty much all the same thing it's taking some form of action that is fulfilling to you or makes you light up and is meaningful right and so the question for me was kind of you know well how does that look like yeah first of all right because but then the realization of realistically in this life there is no such thing as a free lunch you know everything has a price and so the price for me following my path following my passion wanting to show up and wanting to do something different the price has to be something and so what is that price that price is feeling uncomfortable being outside of my comfort zone probably most likely 99.9 percent of the time messing it up really royally (laughs) <laughs> right that's the price yeah feeling yeah. feeling silly at times that's the yeah. price yeah right like mm-hmm. having that self-doubt that's the price like that showing yeah. up that's the price for me but the reward is that my heart gets to be happy I get to do something that lights me up that is calling me for I don't even need to know the reason why it's calling me but it's calling me for a reason and my reward for that is that I get to do it I allow myself to do it even yeah. though really uncomfortable and there's a there's a big price to pay it's really taxing yeah you know body mind soul level it's still really really worth it and still rewarding to me yeah I I love that you talked about the price of it yeah and there's like such a such a dichotomy of that right like two sides to it 
Yes. And what I've been thinking about with that is that either way, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to not show up. Like it's actually depressing. I don't even want to get out of bed. I feel really apathetic. I feel dread. I feel all these awful things. And when I do show up, it feels awful also, (laughs) but like you said, there's a reward. There's an actual reward and the reward of not listening to my soul and not showing up and not trying, there is none there is no reward for that. So it's, it's hard either way. It's just a matter of if you want a reward at the end. Absolutely. And you know, that's the thing that I always keep in mind too. It's, it's going to be hard either way. And there's, there's going to be some level of discomfort, but to me is I truly believe that regret is, you know, way worse than failure. And there's that saying, right? I think it it goes regret ways more than failure. I don't know. That sounds oh, right. For me, it's something like that. It, it, it means that like, I would rather at the end of my life, I kind of always project myself to the end of my life. And I'm like, okay, am I going to regret this? Or am I going to be happy that I took a chance and that I did it? Yeah. And if I didn't do it, if I didn't follow my heart, I would have those questions. What if, what if I did that? What could have happened if I just went for it and stopped standing in my own way, right? Yeah. Whereas if I look back, And I really messed up and really failed and really just didn't, you know, didn't do what I wanted to do. At least I'll be able to look back and be like, girl, you tried, you gave it your all. It didn't work out. You really fell on your nose, but you know what? You got back up, but at least you tried. There's no regret. And I think to me, that's my guiding light in this journey. It's kind of like, am I going to regret this if I don't do this? If the answer is yes, I go for it. Yeah. And I think that also answers any kind of questions we have about, am I not doing it because it's hard and scary, or am I not doing it because it's actually not right for me? Yes. And I'm not following my intuition and you don't know until you try. Exactly. That's how you know the difference. You know, I used to have that um, question all of the time when I was in my corporate job, I was like, this doesn't feel right. I feel like I need to do something else but, um, maybe this is right for me and it's just hard, but I was trying and it wasn't getting easier (laughs) and there wasn't any more rewards. So that was my answer. And for years I asked myself that. And so I think, yeah, I think sometimes we can mix up, okay, what is our intuition telling us and what kind of hard is it? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of hard is it? Mm -hmm. And is it the, the kind of hard that I can, be happy about paying or is it the kind of hard that will keep me burned out because there's also a difference in the price for me as well you know if I'm doing something that I'm really pushing myself against what I believe in against you know something that is aligned with me or I mean if something is hard but I love it and I'm passionate about it I'm like I'm lit up about it I can do it and I'm not depleted I'm not burned out but if I'm doing something that's hard that I'm not excited about that I'm not passionate about that I don't really you know have that spark for it's hard and I'm depleted at the end yeah yeah right so there's also that level to that too it's it goes in layers I feel like Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and it makes me kind of think like it's either an investment or it's a cost yeah so the investment is like, there's going to be a payoff. You're creating yeah. something and the cost Absolutely. is like, it's going to cost you burnout. It's going to cost you exhaustion. It's going to cost you depression. Yeah. It'll cost, it'll yeah. come at a cost. Yeah, absolutely. And everything does, everything does. 
you know, like if you if you want to create something, you're going to have to put in the time. So that's going to cost you some of your free time. That's going to cost you some of the things that you would just like to invest in leisure, right? Or, or just yeah. having free time. So there's always a cost. It's just the question is, are you willing to pay it and how much of it? And then what is the feeling that you're left with at the end? Is this going to be a price that's going to keep you burned out and depleted? Your bank account's going to have nothing. Or is it going to be a cost that you have to pay up front, but it's going to keep, you know, paying dividends. There's going yeah. to be yeah. a reward at the end, right? That's yeah. the, that's the question. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the, you can also relate that down to, okay, what are your priorities and what are your values? And is it all aligned? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the number one question to start with anyway. Yeah. What are my priorities in life? Because everything stems from that. You know, if, if you're, you're misaligned within yourself as to where your priorities lie, there's always going to be a conflict, right? Because if you're chasing something and it's not on your priority list, but you think you should be doing that, you have to be doing that, mm -hmm. there's going to be a huge conflict and, and it's not going to feel right. And it, all, everything's just kind of, you know, trickling down from there. Yeah, exactly. And so you said something about like, okay, what does it really look like? So with the intentions that you want to set, I mean, what does that really like tactically, practically look like for you? Like, you mean like things that I want, I always start with what does that look like? But even more, even above that question is what does that feel like? I started yeah. with feelings first. Yeah. What does yeah. that feel like to yeah. me? Feelings, I feel like really guide us in one of the strongest way in life, you know, because you can have a goal that you're like, I want this, I need this for my life, you can name the X, Y, Z. But if you don't have a strong feeling behind it, it's not going to get you out of bed in the morning, it's mm -hmm. not going to make you push through when you've been working for 12 hours, there's going to be that mm -hmm. sludge. Whereas if you have a feeling behind it, where you're like, I know how I want to feel, how this is, was, what this is going to do for me. You won't even feel those hours and you, you won't even notice that you're working hard and mm -hmm. it's just going to flow better. Yeah. For me, right. at least. Mm -hmm. I think, I think we're all different. Everybody has different motivators in life. And so for me, I feel like if I'm, if I'm lit up about something and if I have that strong feeling of like, okay, this, this makes my soul happy and I'm happy. And like, it gives me good feelings then I'm in the right direction. So this makes me think of somebody that I was listening to recently, and they're talking about how, you know, it's common to pick like a word of the year. And she okay. was saying, yeah. I'm going to pick a feeling for the year. So oh. for me, my feeling would be play playful. What would your feeling be? Flow. Flow. My feeling cool. would be flow. Yeah. I, like, I just like being in the flow. Yeah. I, I like that <laughs> ease and yeah. <laughs> flow would be my word for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, if you're true to your word, that's how you've been living. Like even with <laughs> down to like your location and where you are, like literal yeah. flow. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely honestly trying to live life where I can get to the end of my life and have as little regrets as possible. That's definitely, I'm aligned with that. I, I know what I want. I know what's important to me. And, you know, I always say that one thing, like it, it matters to me how I get there. Like it always has, and it always will. 
in business, in life, in relationships, in friendships, in anything like integrity and values and how I show up really matters to me. And I would rather sacrifice success, short-term gratification, you know, any of those things that we strive for over knowing that it mattered to me how I get get there. So then it makes me think that the word success is just a different meaning for you in that way, Mm -hmm. right? Because that is success, right? Where you're enjoying the actual journey along the way you're learning, you're growing, and you're also getting to where you want to be going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, really, there is you know, and I have that experience of being on my deathbed, you know, I can speak yeah. that. not, not too many people have that privilege of looking death in the eye and coming yeah. back from it. Yeah. And so having that experience, like having that experience of laying in the hospital and knowing that I will not see another sunrise, that I will not be able to taste ice cream again, you know, those experiences that made me realize, like, I was asking myself all those questions, like, what do I regret? What did I not do that I should have done more of? Yeah. And that really, really wakes you up when you know there's no more time. And we have the luxury talk about talking about it now. And, you know, it's, it's a luxury to be able to ponder those ideas and let your mind kind of flow and, and play with those ideas. And I feel like that's, that's why feelings matter. Because once you, if you can put yourself into that situation, you may never know exactly how you'll feel, but you can kind of understand what that might be like. And it, it may change the trajectory of the way you show up, of what you actually want, where you're going. Like, it's a different experience. Yeah. What was your, if you don't mind sharing, what was your biggest regret when you were lying in the hospital? not eating more chocolate gelato no <laughs> gelato is very good <laughs> um, like I mean I was like at the things I named like honestly like you know not seeing the sunrise was a heartbreak for me like mm-hmm. I knew when the doctor told me it was an it was evening and she said like I'm not sure that you're gonna make it till the morning and so yeah, not seeing the sunrise, like it was little things. Like I knew that I loved, mm-hmm. like that was the one thing that I was sure of. I knew that everyone that was close to me knew I loved them max, Yeah, you know? And I had Mike beside me. So I, I was happy that he was there. But the two things was that I really was like grieving over was, oh, I'm never gonna see the sunshine again. And I will never have gelato again. <laughs> Hey, so it this, makes me like scary just thinking about it, you know, because it was yeah. such a powerful moment for me. And yes. every and time it, I have chocolate gelato, I have to tell you, it is like I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it um it's also okay. This is something that I've been playing with too, and that's been coming up for me is looking for those little things that bring joy or a sense of play that don't require work because I like how I feel sometimes while I'm exercising, mostly after, but it's effort and it takes work. And I I love my work, but it takes a lot of effort. So I've been looking for these little things like chocolate gelato for you that bring a lot of joy and happiness without that effort. And for me, one of those things is smelling coconut. Ah, okay. Yes. I love coconut. I love that that you brought this up that, you know, you had 
a time in your life where you were in a hospital and you didn't know that you were going to wake up the next day. And the biggest regrets that were coming to mind is just not enjoying the little things more. And I think that that is a really huge message. Yeah. And it really truly is the little things at the end that are the big things really. Yeah. Yeah. And it's those little things that we completely skip over because we think the big things are important. Success, productivity, money, Absolutely. And those things are important, but they are not the primary need that we have to fulfill in this life. That's it's the, the journey that along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because with the new year, a lot of people come to me and they literally just are in the exact same space that you are in. You know, it's like, I'm burnt out. I don't even want to set goals. I'm yeah. juiced out. And it is such a common denominator. I think for a lot of us this time of the year, we're exhausted yeah. after Christmas, the holidays have juiced us already. And now the new year, it's more things to do. It's more tasks on your to-do list, right? Yeah. And so bringing it back to actually enjoying things get to do instead of have to do is the first step to kind of getting out of that cycle and feeling better. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? I don't know if, you've noticed a trend in this, if the people coming to you are of like mid forties or a little bit older, but I'll tell you this Mm -hmm. feeling of being burnt out from making goals comes from years and years and years and years of creating the same goal and not getting Mm -hmm. it and just feeling like burnt out, apathetic, pissed off. (laughs) Disappointed in yourself and you almost don't want to disappoint yourself anymore, right? It's just, it's exhausting, right? And so that's that's what I was bumping up against. And I realized this and I wrote a blog post about it. And it's it's like, I realized why I don't want to make goals anymore. And, And then I start peeling it back. And the bigger lesson for me is really around how do I just let myself be me? Okay. Enough is enough. Enough of making these big goals. Sure. You know, they, they're still important to me, but it's like you said, it's how I'm going to get there. That is so much more important. It needs to be enjoyable. It needs to be aligned. I don't want to go and create something that I don't want to sustain. What is the point of that? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is such an important point because I know countless people countless women who get there they're successful they have it all they're beautiful successful they have gorgeous families beautiful houses the you know the jobs of everybody's dreams but deep down inside they don't feel joy you know they feel like they're numb they feel like they're just doing the tasks instead of actually living but they don't even know how to get back to it so you know that brings us to that question how do we get back to where we feel alive how do we even find that little spark within us that could potentially it's not even about do you have a fire within you it's like I don't even have a spark inside of me right now so the question is like how do you even find that little spark that will potentially light that fire yeah yeah exactly and that's some of the work you and I do right with hypnotherapy and with other things um but Um, this is something that I've been kind of noticing. I'm having a hard time putting words to maybe you can help me, but you and and watching your journey to be kind of parallel to mine, even though different circumstances, um, but seeing all the work that we've been doing on ourselves, hypnotherapy, embodiment, therapies, like modalities, all the things, (laughs) right. Just really diving in and understanding more about ourselves. And so 
how it's shown up for me differently is that, and is now I'm doing videos online and I couldn't do it before, but I didn't work on how do I do videos online and how do I accept myself and how do I stop judging myself and da, 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 da. Yeah. I just, I just worked on removing the layers of myself that were covering that soul passion so that I could hear it better and I could show up and do it. And then that's just the result of it. And that's what it looks like. Yes, absolutely. I think that there's, there's a lot to be said for what you just explained for sure. It's just, there is so much to be said. Did you want to say something? Mm-hmm. But do you want to finish okay. your thought? <laughs> No, go for it. Well, I want to ask you about your experience because I know that you've been doing so much deep work too. And so have you, and I know you've been showing up more on social media also. And I wondered if it was like the same thing that I was experiencing, where it's like, you didn't directly work on how do I show up more in my business, but the work that you did, the work that you had to do with the experiences that you've been having paved Mm -hmm. the way for you to be able to show up and be more authentic and to do the things Mm -hmm. that that means for you. Yeah. Yeah. So for me personally, it was more about really just taking it one moment at a time and being present. You know how you were, you were speaking earlier about just being present in, in different situations, in the little things that really is what has helped me. And I feel like a lot of people might relate to this too, because we live in an environment right now that is kind of crazy right? Like we are always on the go. We are always entertained. We are always preoccupied with something. And so we're eating and we're already thinking about the 10 million tasks we need to do. We are working out and we're thinking, what else do I need to do when I get to my office? We're driving and we're thinking, okay, uh, this is on my to-do list today. The kids need to go here. My husband needs this. My wife needs this, right? Like we're, we're going through the checklist constantly. And so Yeah. And I would just add to that, that that's going on in our minds. And we're also always having something going on around us. Either it's social media or there's a podcast playing, or there's a TV in the background, or there's some sort of like external messages always coming into our brain. Absolutely. Yeah. And this bubble that we have created around us is really the biggest distraction and the biggest deterrent of getting to where we want and so really for me to bring it back to your question the remedy really was to just turn off really just get some quiet and peace in my life and start really being present in the little moments so so how did you do this because you were moving houses you were moving countries you had people staying with you for weeks on end you were staying in other people's homes there was not a lot of stability So how did you find that quietness and that presence? Right. Moment to moment, grounding myself and saying to myself, even when I was in a moment that I didn't really like, or that Mm -hmm. was really frustrating, that Mm -hmm. pushed my buttons and, or that was really stressful. I always reminded myself, you know what, this too shall pass. And me and Mike have gotten this ritual between the two of us now that we literally look at each other when we're stressed, when anything is going on and we tell ourselves, remember Everything is either a blessing or a lesson. So Mm -hmm. what are we getting out of this right now? And, you know, those moments are easy, right? When you're having fun, when you remind yourself, you ground yourself and be like, hey, we need to take this moment in. Like, this feels so good. We're so happy. Like, let's enjoy this. It's a little harder in those moments when you're frustrated, 
you know, you're angry, something's pushing your buttons like nothing else, but it has really helped us, both of us to just ground ourselves in a moment and say, you know what, this is really crappy. This is really less than ideal, but if it's not a blessing, then it's a lesson. So let's pause and ask ourselves, what is this teaching us right now? What are we missing? What do we need to know? Like, what is this trying to tell us? Where is this guiding us? And it's really shifted the perspective on the way everything is happening right now, how I show up, how everything kind of unfolds, you know, and it takes away that pressure of, oh, I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to mess up or whatever, because it really is that you're just learning and coming to a moment of, you know, coming to a moment of like, hey, I'm a student, nobody gives you a lesson on how to do life when you come here <laughs> to earth. Nobody has ever sat me down and was like, listen up, young lady, this is how your life is going to go. And this is what you do when all these situations arise. This is how you can handle it. I mean, I've never had that lesson. So <laughs> I missed that day too. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, for myself, I started giving myself a break with those little things day to day, moment to moment, and being like, instead of being so hard on myself and Jen, honestly, like my, my journey was full of what's wrong with me? How come everybody else knows what the hell they're doing? And I don't, you know, why am I not more ahead? Like I was just like asking myself the wrong questions. And so when I started asking myself the question of what is this teaching me? It really shifted things for me. And really, and now I come at it. I'm a student in this world. I'm a student of this life yeah. and I don't have to have it all figured out. I'm just learning. Yeah. And I mean, this is the body I've been given. This is the journey I've been given. And those are things that I cannot control. Yeah. But then what are some of the things that I can control? Mm -hmm. What I'm thinking, what I'm consuming. I yes. mean, your point of social media. Yes. Curated. Yeah. Like, what am I consuming? What am I allowing into my world? Yes. Right? Yeah. And then what do things mean to me? That's a big one for me. Like, you know, somebody can cut me off in traffic and I can be mad for the rest of the day, right? Like, how dare they, you know? But instead I could just, just as easily give it a different meaning and say, well, they probably have to be somewhere faster than I do and really just let it go, yeah. right? And yeah. on with the day. So yes. those are the little things that I can control. Everything yeah. else is completely outside of my comfort, you know, yeah. control, comfort, whatever you call it. And yeah. You just yeah. And, and I just, I feel very strongly that if we zoom out from everything that you just said, it's all really good advice, but it's hard to just like jump in and do, it's hard to just tell yourself that, um, it's, yeah. it's a lesson and, um, it's going to pass, but yeah. when you do all the work that you've been doing, it allows yeah. you to get to that place. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's funny because it's like, online right now, all the coaches, it's, it's all about like, follow my five steps and do these five yeah. things. And yeah. the work that I speak for myself that I do, it's not that linear. It's not yeah. that like tactical, but no. it's, but it, it's not the inner child healing adds up to this kind of stuff yeah. where you're able to be more present where a really big one for me that you mentioned that I've been experiencing is that I'm learning that this too shall pass, right? It's something that I used to think about and scoff at in my head. And it just, I couldn't, my nervous system wouldn't accept it. But after doing some work on myself, now 
that makes sense to me. Like I actually embody it. I believe it when I'm in a hard moment, I can look ahead and actually see when it won't be hard anymore. I never was able to do that. Good for you. That's really, really good. And you know, it's really, really good. And you bring up a really good point. This is not something that happens overnight. It's a, it's a process. And I always tell people who are, you know, if somebody is just starting on a journey of, of, rediscovering their relationship with themselves or who they are or you know just really waking up to the you know opportunity of changing something or doing something different Mm -hmm. choosing something different is that it really is like the layering of the onion you know you just keep going layer by layer and really I I liken this journey to a plant you know when you plant a seed in the soil you don't just water it once and come back the next day and expect it to be a tree or dig it up and be like why aren't you growing yes (laughs) yes So I always, you know, I always remember that for myself, that metaphor, and I feel a little seed in my heart. Mm -hmm. And whether that's an idea or an intention or something I wish for, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm curious about, I really look at it as a seed. Mm -hmm. And then that seed needs certain things. It needs soil and water and sunshine, which are the things that I need as a human being, you know, our, our time and, and patience and, nutrients and you know all of these things and so it really does come back to basics of giving yourself what you need and then having patience to actually see the results because nothing manifests overnight if everything we wanted manifested overnight we would live in a crazy world I mean there would be a lot of regret for wishing for the things we wanted right yeah (laughs) I was um... there's a reason it takes time yeah, I was listening to somebody talk about the 3D and the 5D and the 7D. And she is saying, you know, like, it's actually a good thing in the 3D that things are clunkier and heavier and move slower. Because if we just lived in the 5D and we, we thought of something and it instantly manifested, like we'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> be a lot of chaos. Yeah. And, you know, just to finish answering your question, sorry for the long winded answer, <laughs> But what really helped me, you know, start this journey and really start focusing on the present and all of that is really just going back to basics and connecting to my breath, something as simple as calming myself down in a moment where I felt overwhelmed or anxious or the the thoughts keep running, like your mind just feels like it's racing. You just pause and you just breathe and you focus on breathing in and breathing out, Mm -hmm. breathing in and breathing out. It it really is just, it sounds too simplistic, but Every time you do that, you teach your mind something, you teach your brain, you teach your physiology that when we're out of control, we have a way to get ourselves back in control. Yeah. Yeah. Grounding yourself. And it comes back to what we talked about. Like we are so outside of ourselves right now, just focused on everything else. The key really is as simple as bringing it back into our body. And just allowing ourselves to be right now, right here. And from there, the ideas flow. You start, because you stop focusing on what's wrong, what's unavailable, what could go wrong, right? That can spiral you down into <laughs> something that's really, really, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I've got a tickle in my throat. And sometimes I feel like <clears throat> when this happens when we're talking, it's like what we're talking about is really important. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm going to find a lozenge. Um, okay. So, <coughs> sorry. That's okay. Um, 
there's something that I wanted. Did you finish your thoughts? Well, I just kind of wanted to say that when you, you know, when you keep focusing on what's unavailable or what's, mm -hmm. what's wrong, you know, you just, you can kind of spiral downwards. Whereas if you just focus on the moment and do something simple as ground yourself in your breath, mm -hmm. you can just tell yourself, you know, right now I am okay. And just the fact that I am okay can calm you down. And then different ideas come into your mind then your subconscious can actually focus on doing the work that you need to do to move you forward right so you just by simply breathing calming your nervous system calming your physiology you're automatically opening up space for the mind to stop being so preoccupied with everything that could go wrong and actually mm -hmm. start giving you different ideas mm -hmm. what could i do right now and really you know that word flow is so powerful because your mind will naturally flow you towards what you focus on, right? So your mind is neutral. It really is at your command. And so you're the director, but by you being stressed and you know unsettled and outside of your body, your mind feels that. And so it's constantly looking for what's, yeah. what the threat is. Yeah. Whereas if you calm yourself down, control your breath, are okay in the moment, your mind will switch gears and go towards what it is that you need. And you're gonna get those ideas and the mm -hmm. little nudges. Mm -hmm. And then it stops being work mm -hmm. because then you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and doing where your intuition, when you're, where your soul, where your purpose guides you. And it's a different, it's a different journey. <clears throat> totally different experience. So for you, it's breath. For me, it's feelings. Uh -huh. So with my, um, uh, what do you call it? My attachment style being avoidant dismissive. My whole, I, I've really been looking at this, not so much in terms of like my relationship with other people, but how is that attachment style showing up in my relationship to life, my relationship mm -hmm. to my business and my relationship to myself. Okay. And so what I've noticed is that being dismissive, avoidant, what have I done my whole life, but avoided everything that I'm feeling. Yes. And so for me, in those really hard moments when I can connect into, and I, I literally just grab like the emotion wheel and I just start checking off. What am I feeling right now? This, 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 this. And usually it's like 30 different emotions. So many. Yeah. Then I, I pick out like, okay, well, how, where do I feel this in my body? How, what does it feel like? What does it remind me of? What memory is coming up from it? Absolutely. What age is that memory? And then I do a little bit of inner child work. It's usually like eight or 10 year old me. And yeah. it's just like, okay, what happened? What do you need validated? What do you need help understanding? Yeah. And then, and that's how I can connect to myself and then connect to life. And then that's how my flow opens up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is such an important tool that you bring up to name the emotion, mm -hmm. that you're feeling, you know, and that is, that is really powerful because that is also a way to ground yourself in a moment right? Mm -hmm. We all have different ways. And that is just because a lot of the times when you're feeling out of sorts, when you feel confused or have a feeling that is classified as negative, it's not necessarily negative. It's just that your body is trying to give you a signal and you're not, you know, understanding what it needs. And so putting words to the feelings mm -hmm. is brilliant because it gives you something to hold on to, something yeah. to hang on to, to be like, yeah. oh, I understand what this is. Yeah. And asking yourself is brilliant on top of it. Like, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Then you have a solution. You're putting yourself back in control again. So mm -hmm. that's very, very important point. Very good. Yeah, there's something so powerful and important about naming it. Yes, 
It yeah. just, the, the, the moment you look at it you give it a name, it yeah. starts to shift right away. Yeah. But it's like anything in life, really. I truly, I truly, truly believe this, that if you don't know where you're going, where are you going to get to? right? You're going to be driving around in circles or riding around in circles. You're going to get somewhere, but you may not, you're probably not going to get to where you wanted to go, right? So it's, it's that clarity that these tools offer mm -hmm. that really helps guide the, the mind and the body and the experience yeah. and the yeah. idea. But if you, yeah. and if you think about it, it's like, if you get in an airplane in New York and you're even a few degrees off and you think you're going to LA, yeah. you're not going to yeah. end up in LA. And if you think no. about how we were talking earlier about how people not really knowing what they want, like they're so traumatized, there's so many layers over top and there's so much conditioning about what we think we should want. Mm -hmm. Being that, that many degrees off, of course, you're not going to end up to what is your spark or what lights your soul on fire. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting, you know, you bring that up. There's another, there, there's another layer to this that has really helped me. And that's journaling. That's mm -hmm. taking the thoughts out of here and putting them out onto the paper, having a medium for me to express yeah. what I'm feeling. And that has really helped me put the, you know, thoughts to the feeling, the words to the feelings, like name the feelings. And I find a lot of people have a resistance to journaling. There's like a natural yeah. wall where they're like, well, I don't know what to write, or I don't want to manifest these things too quickly. And I always tell them, you know, it's better. It's kind of like gas. It's better out than in. Yeah. <laughs> you want <Yeah>. You want your crazy thoughts, you want those crazy patterns, you want those, you know, things on repeat that have been there probably for decades. You have a little bit of an escape, a little bit yeah. of, you know, letting it go, right? Yeah. And that's, that's another step of that, you know, of that onion, right? You're taking off another layer. And, you know, the question always is, why do we have such a resistance? Do you find that with your clients that they're kind of resistant when you say, hey, do you have a journaling practice? It's like, whoa, 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 no. I feel like it's mixed. I feel like some people naturally gravitate to it and other people are like, that's just not for me and they won't consider it. Yes, yeah. But I've noticed with myself, when I journal, I tend to journal when I'm going through really hard times. Yeah. And I don't worry about like trying to find a resolution for it. I just, yes. I just write about it every day. So like over the Christmas break, I, I would, just write about it as much as I could. And then what happens yeah. is when I get through the hard period, I go back to my writing and I extract the lessons. Yes. Beautiful. That's powerful. That always oh, works really well for me. And, um, the other thing that I really like about that is because I've done that a few times now, and I can see a pattern that when I'm going through the hard thing, part of me almost gets excited. Like, Ooh, I wonder what I'm going to be able to learn and leave behind after this. Wow. So I can yes. move forward. Yeah. Yeah, it comes back to that being stu a student and really yeah, I love getting, that getting the lessons. Yeah, expand on it a little bit, maybe for for somebody who has never done that before. Like, how would that look like? You sit down, mm -hmm. and what do you do? What are the steps yeah. that it could? Do? I sit down with the emotion wheel, and I just start writing down all the emotions I'm experiencing. Yes, and. I kind of um, close my eyes and go into my body a little bit and see how it feels. And when I do that, sometimes a memory comes up, sometimes ideas come up, or sometimes I just write down exactly what is in my head. Like I'm feeling this, 
this is probably going to happen. And it's all ridiculous. It's all ludicrous. No, but it's valid. <laughs> it's, all, it's all feelings and that's valid. You but know? It, because- it's, yeah, it's, it's important to get it out. Yes. And it's, it's kind of reminds me of EFT tapping in a way, because you say all the things that you don't want to have happen, but you just have to say it. You just have to acknowledge it so that it can move on and so that you can yes. discredit it. Otherwise it just, yes get stuck yeah. in your head and it needs to get released. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, and you know, if you don't release it, it just lives in your body. It will actually take up space in your physical body. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. I mean, like I, I was having this experience. I still have it every now and then where I wake up just feeling so much dread and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And this comes from when I was in my corporate job that I am still processing. And it used to be, I went through a month or two of experiencing it every single day. And now Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, a couple of times a month, it's not as extreme, but it still needs to get processed. It still needs to be acknowledged and to come out. And, um, I don't want to live with it anymore. So I let it, (laughs) I let it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's that question of control again, right? Yeah. When you're feeling like you're not in control of your, of your life, of your, yeah. of your destiny, it's just kind of, and just and not then, living in alignment. Naming, yeah. And naming it gives you back some of the power. It puts yeah. you back into the driver's seat of your own life, right? That's yeah. where the true power is. Yeah. So what do you do now? Expand on that a little bit. What do you do now when you do wake up with those feelings uh, with, you know, with that out of control, familiar spiral what do you do now that you know better that you've done all of this work how can that look like for somebody it's different all of the time so sometimes it's like oh I see you I know what this is like we've we've worked through some of this and I just let it run its course other times I'm honestly tired and fed up and I ignore it like I go back to my old pattern yeah and other times I'm able to actually have the space to close my eyes and just be with it and just experience it. And again, it's like naming it. Whenever you look at it, you put your eyes on it. It shifts. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, these are all such good tools. Right. And I feel like, um, those should be taught in the school of life. You know, that's something we should have lessons on when we're just fresh in this world and not knowing what to do and all confused like these. I wish somebody taught me this 30 years ago. Oh my gosh, my life would have been so much different, right? So different. (laughs) And you know, a lot of the times we say, well, kids won't understand it. Kids understand more than we think. And if somebody gave me these tools to say, hey, if you feel out of control, this is what you do. You bring yourself back to the present moment, name the emotion. Those are tools that Mm -hmm. kids can understand. Yeah. Right. So there is really a lot to be to be said for doing this work because you can really really help your kids your yes I mean it's it has ripple effects right it's not just it's not just for yourself okay so tomorrow being the new moon what's what's your process going to look like you're going to journal my my process you tell me about your process so I can learn something from you oh it's not that it's not that extravagant I I don't even know if I will journal this time like sometimes I have a bath sometimes um I have a meditation sometimes I pull cards sometimes I write sometimes I do nothing like just depending on what's going on um 
<clears throat> I feel <clears throat> I feel like um, what's important for me this time is to be more in, intentional with the things that I talked about in the beginning, like yeah. how do I make space and allow myself to make mistakes? How do I allow myself to be a student? Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and then, and how, and I, I think this creates more play and joy in my life, but what else can I do to cultivate that? So mm-hmm. smelling coconut, um, what does smelling coconut do for you? Like, what does that look like? Like, what what are the feelings around there? Or does it bring you memories of a good time? Like, what does that do? I think it's partly memory and it's partly just like enjoyable. Like I have um, uh, a, a, what do you call it? A body wash that's coconut. Mm-hmm. And so like it's January here and we have a hundred feet of snow and it kind of, it, it smells <laughs> tropical. Like it smells yeah. like palm trees and sunshine and beaches and sunscreen and and like a relaxed feeling of ease and carefree and like just this one smell has means all these different things yeah but look how many meanings just came up from that one smell yeah and then when you expand on that and say to yourself well if that makes me feel so good how can i bring those feelings more into my world how can i bring more relaxation and ease Mm. into my world how can i bring more ease into it Mm -hmm. and that's Mm. that's why these little things are so powerful yeah really it's all about just staying just staying in the moment and paying attention and Mm -hmm. asking yourself what Mm. does this mean what else could this mean yeah and i think more importantly like what do i need yeah I need yeah and not skipping over those little things for the big things yeah yeah Yeah, I think that's really important absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah so do you have a ritual that you like the little things that you like to do every day where you find if you start your day a certain way or end your day a certain way you know you're gonna have a good day or so I I have rituals but I don't commit to doing them every single day. I, it's not realistic for my life. What is more realistic is I commit to doing it four or five times a week. Yeah. So I have like mobility exercises that make my body feel really good that mm-hmm. I like to do. It's not going to happen every morning just because of <laughs> my life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can commit to it four or five times a week. Yeah. Um, same with yeah. meditations, same with journaling. Um, what are some other things? I mean, and then there's other like really little things like drinking lots of water, drinking lots yeah. of fresh juice, yeah. eating in a way that helps my body stay healthy um, has become really important, especially over the last couple of months with how much sickness has been going through our house, like yeah. Yeah. zinc, B12, celery juice, like give me all the green stuff. <laughs> just so that I hate being sick so much um and yeah having one coffee a day is like a little happy ritual yeah yeah Mm -hmm. oh I love coffee I know me too Mm -hmm. that's my joy in life one of the one of the little joys in life for me as well is having a good cup of coffee so okay so my feeling for the year is like joy and play yours is flow so what are some, do you have rituals that you do that keep you in flow? I do. I have things that I notice. I, 
I don't probably do consciously, but that when I do subconsciously, my day goes a little bit better or I sleep better. And yeah. so for me, it's nothing crazy because I am not a good scheduler. I'm not, hmm. I'm a person who flies by the seat of their pants, yeah. right? Like yeah. I am spontaneous. I kind of go with my intuition where I flow, but I notice that when I do have these things in place, I am a little bit more grounded everything goes a little bit smoother and I feel a little bit more focused. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really simple. When I get up, I have water first thing. Yeah. I mean, I love coffee. Coffee is my love language, but I have water first. Mm -hmm. On the days mm -hmm. when I have coffee first, I feel different. Yeah, Things for sure. Flow, right? So yeah. water is a big one for me, like mm -hmm. you said, hydration. Mm -hmm. And then I just have a little one where I, I light an incense and I just, yeah. you know, Smudge my house a little bit. Yeah. I love good smells. And then I just sit for a while. And then I have my coffee and a journal. And mm -hmm. I just let my thoughts flow. What is it that I want to create in the day? What is on my mind that I could let go into the journal? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always start my day with writing on top of my page. I'm excited that something great is going to happen today. Nice. And then at the end of the day, I have something mm -hmm. to go back to. And I have to name one thing that was great that happened that day. And there's awesome. always one thing, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that is a little bit of my opening day. And then at the end of the day, I really do name that thing that was great that day. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very basic, but it really <clears throat> sets me up for myself. It helps ground me. It helps to move me in the right direction for the day. Yeah. and brings me brings my focus you know for me it comes back to the focus where am I allowing my mind to go yeah am I the spiral into the yeah. negative or everything that's wrong yeah. or am I in the driver's seat and so by me writing down I know something's something great is gonna happen today I'm putting myself in the driver's seat and I'm expecting my day and I know my day is not gonna go great every day you know there's there's gonna be obstacles and things that happen and stresses right but I can find at the end of the day I can find one great thing that happened you know, and sometimes that great thing is that I really just made it through the day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's okay. We started yeah. again tomorrow, right? Totally. Totally. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's kind of what my, my little ritual, I, I'm not sure even if, if it's classified as a ritual, you can tell me that. I mean, you are my guide in all of this, you know, you kind of like guide me through all of these, um, cycles and what everything means and so I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants over here and learning from you <laughs> big time so I don't even know if this is a ritual but sure why not I call it a ritual <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so should we meet on the next full moon and see how things are yeah, going good sounds good when yeah. is the next full moon tell me good question let's have a look here didn't think that come this far At some point I stopped counting The minutes, the days, the months Monday, February 6th Everything blurred so softly I think I see the clearing. Ooh, yeah. It's the snow moon. <laughs> to stop ahead a little. More ways to go. It's almost the end. Made it this far. Just round the bend. Ooh, I think I see the clearing.
Every little thing adds up, even when it's unconscious. And taking a step is enough to get to where we're going. Ooh, I think I see the clearing. Just round the bend. Ooh, 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 I think I see the I think I see the clearing.